It's Thursday, December 29th, and we're in the middle of our best of 2022 week. Hi, Molly. Hey, Justin. So the next story we have is Cat Daddy. How'd you how'd you come across this story? From a listener who enjoys our audio portraits that we try to put together every so often on KZMU News. And those are non-narrated yes. stories we do. Right. Those are non-narrated profiles of people or places in this uh, local area or region. And so a listener reached out and said, hey, do you know this guy, Travis Garcia? You should talk to him. He hangs out with cats. Not only does he hang out with cats, he has become very attached to a certain group of cats that live um, on the west side of town. He watches out for these cats and he makes sure they have enough food. He tries to grab them when he's noticed that they haven't been spayed. And he does it like all out of his own pocket. He was so nice. And I'm always fascinated by people who have a passion like his. You know, it makes me think about my own life. Like, what am I passionate about? He does this because he feels a real connection to beings that are suffering. This community is filled with people who right. have just picked uh, a passion and who are just going for it. So mm-hmm. that's amazing. And you, you went out with them feeding these cats and stuff. We did. And he took me out. Um, it was a very hot day. So I was really impressed with all the, um, you know, attention to detail and what it takes to do this outside. Well, it's a fascinating story and you all will listen to it next. Here's Cat Daddy. According to some old timers, Moab used to have a pretty big cat problem. We're talking street cats, community cats, the ones that might have been abandoned or just strayed away from home, left to fend for themselves outside. Unsterilized, cats can end up breeding at an alarming rate. The ASPCA estimates one unsterilized female cat can breed hundreds more over their lifetime. So about 20 years ago now, the town got serious about a trap-neuter return program. The local Humane Society reports that community cat populations have since declined and stabilized. They estimate they've sterilized over 4,000 of them. They say Moab's cat colonies have decreased from about 16 locations to just 10 now. The nonprofit puts gravity feeders of dry food in these areas to help monitor them. But there's this one guy, a local, Travis Garcia. He really feels for these cats. At the beginning of the pandemic, he started getting to know the ones living on the open land behind the hospital, the area that kind of bleeds into and around the Walnut Lane trailer park. And pretty quickly, he was watching out for them. As he says, he can't stand suffering, which some of them have. There's disease, infection, all kinds of stuff abandoned animals might encounter. Travis has been in tune with these cats now for some time. He's known to those who know as Cat Daddy. I don't know. Someone gave that to me and it just kind of stuck. But I like to get a cat rescue going. I think that's probably what I'd call it. Cat daddy cat rescue. <laughs> Usually I drive, hold it, and the movement about like that. The movement of the car, it's about like that. Oops. Hey, when I first got the bill, I was driving down that last roll and I, I was doing it, just holding it and it was dinging and dinging. And they didn't know how to. You know, like, what's that? About a week and a half, two weeks, they figured out it was me. And I'd drive down there, and then I'd stop, and I'd look back. There must have been 20 cats walking up the road. You know, it's it's quite a sight to see that. It's funny. <laughs> they know that bell real well. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Right over there. 
That's my senior group. Those two kittens and about six, seven uh, adults. They're all lined up underneath the car there. I got the bowls running lengthwise by the floorboard there, and <laughs> they're eating like crazy. There's a few, like, there's a cat that looked just like him. Uh -huh. I mean, again, there's a bunch of them look like him, but the one that had that thing growing on him, and he tore it off because the maggots finally got inside of his body. And he was old man. I called him old man. And then he, there's a one that looks just like him in, in that area, and I call him Junior because I think it was his son or nephew or something down the line. There's a black one over here. I call him Barney. <laughs> He's a character. I got a couple over there that they need an eye sewed shut because one little guy, nicest thing you've ever seen, he, he can't shut his eye because he had that, that fester in it and now it's just like a dead eye, but he can't shut his eye. So the flies land on him and stuff when he's sleeping. And he's gonna get maggots going to his brain next, you know, and that's, that's terrible. I can't even imagine it. I can't imagine old man or what he went through. But just things like that and they won't help. Well, animals like that. I come three times a day. I get here at daybreak and I put fresh water everywhere. I got, you'll see the places. I got quite a few places. That, and uh, the ones that don't go to the feeders, I put down food for them. This way I keep, I'd be able to keep my count. I know how many's there, and I can look at their health, which ones are injured, you know, and stuff like that. I buy antibiotics from a place back east, and I mix it with the food. And you know, when they get crusty eyes and they're stuck shut, I have to rescue them and get them and uh, get the medicine to them, and, or they go blind. Like I said, they had a home at one time and it was loved at one time and it just left and they've just been trying to survive ever since. Yeah, well, I've lived here most of my life. My grandparents lived at the very end of this over on Park Drive. They had a big gate right over here. And my grandmother was always chasing cats out of her garden because they were always pooping in her garden. She didn't like that. There's always been a cat problem here. And uh, like I say, I've tried to get city help and do something, you know, or give me a trailer so I can start rehabbing them. I've, I've got about 52 of them out of here in the two years that I've, that going on two years that I've done this, you know. I could probably get seven, six, seven, cats' homes every month if we could do that. You figure that out in 10 months, that'd be all the cats. <laughs> you know? And I think we need a cat rescue here, this whole valley. You know, we have a problem down at Grand Oasis, and it's right next to Matheson Bird Conservatory thing. And you wouldn't believe what cats do to the environment. They really do some damage. There are some ferals, but like I say, you'll know a feral, you might as well go try to catch a bobcat. They're pretty, they're pretty wild, but most of these are friendly. They'll, they'll come to you. Where we're gonna go now is I gotta pick up. There's a feeder on the other side of that. And then I'll we're racing around there. And I gotta throw some water down. Clean water and clean food means to help the cat, you know.
you know, they're, they're a little scared of people, but they got to know me. A lot of people say, oh, you're the caretaker, though. They'll come to you. Well, of course. Every day, not missing, never miss a day. Gets me off my couch. <laughs> I just feel those little guys depend on me now, you know, kind of. I got hurt in the oil field that I've been kind of, I've been on a disability, you know, for quite a long time. And there's some days that it's a little rough <laughs> doing this, because I have a lot of metal parts in me. But I get going, I just, they're the ones that inspire me, the cats do, to get up and get going, and throw one leg in front of the other. And once I do that, I, I feel a little bit better. At one point in time, I didn't like who I was, you know. And when I got hurt, I really got really depressed. I went into alcohol and drugs and thought that was the answer. And then I, I figured, it, figured that out. It wasn't. <laughs> uh, cleaned up and haven't drank for probably about 20 years. And don't do any drugs. And I just changed my whole life, and like I say, my heart changed and everything changed. You know, and it wasn't no easy road. Like, I've been working on this for 20 years, <laughs> and I'm still working on it. You just don't change overnight when you have a lifetime of habits and attitudes. And Chewy has a good deal on uh, the canned food. You get 40 cans for 25 bucks. And I go through seven of those, six, seven of those a month. I only get $20,000 a year to live on. I've cut back on smoking, which is good, just so I can buy cat food. They say, no, you're feeding skunks and raccoons. And, no, I'm not. I pick my food up every night, you know, because I know better than that. <laughs> People have been trying to trap them and, you know, get them sterilized and released. But, you know, if you just leave one or two, it's, it just kind of starts all over again. And it's just the way it all started, you know. And they have a rough time trying to survive, especially the older ones, you know. I figured I'd help their situation out a little bit. If I can give them a little bit of comfort, little, so they're not, I can't see, stand seeing anything starve, though. You know, that's, that's just cruel. You know, as I get, get older, I sympathize with everything <laughs> a little bit better, you know. I'm, I got a real tender heart, you know. I watch, I watch TV sometimes, and I'm so happy for somebody on TV, I, I'm in tears. You know, and that's never happened to me before. And that's just being happy for somebody, you know. That growing up here, I used to be quite the hoodlum and stuff. But, uh, and it took me, what, uh, 45 years to grow up, I think they say. <laughs> and I got a big tender heart now compared to what I used to. It's just, I'm totally different.
how did this become, you know, your responsibility? It's it's really not. I just uh, seen a need. I just couldn't ignore it. I love animals, and I just can't see them suffering. You know. I noticed that when I put stuff where the kittens are, they'll come out and eat, and the big cattle come up, and they'll just look at them and turn away without trying to bully that food from them. They, they watch out for their little ones. Those little prides, I call them. If they got to know you, you'd see how loving they really are. And that's all they've ever wanted, probably, is just another forever home, and someone to love them, and them love them, you know. Vice versa. You know, and they'll be there for you. They're just one of God's creatures that they're here trying to survive like we are. Travis Garcia, also known as Cat Daddy. With his white van full of cat supplies, he looks out for the community cats living behind the hospital and in and around the Walnut Lane trailer park. The local Humane Society does have volunteers who trap and neuter these animals. Travis has trapped them for sterilization as well. There are more being born there though. Many of the kittens have feline panleukopenia, which is a contagious virus, so the animal shelter can't take them or they'll infect other cats. Travis's goal is to figure out a way to safely quarantine and vaccinate the cats from this colony so they can eventually be adopted out. This was an audio portrait, a non-narrated profile of people and places in the Moab Valley that appears every so often in the newscast. If you think there's someone or somewhere we should profile, please reach out to news at kzmu.org. This story first aired on August 19th. You've been listening to Best of 2022 on KZMU News. Tune in tomorrow for our next pick.